You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. This morning, I invite you to reflect along with me uh, on this parable of Jesus that we read from a moment ago, the 25th chapter of Matthew's gospel, what we often refer to as the parable of the talents. And what I would share with you as we begin, uh, there are a couple of things that I invite you along with me to look at, and there are certainly things that we encounter um, in our lives, and, and fear and recognition and freedom fear, recognition, uh, and freedom. And it is in some ways uh, a parable of judgment, and it uh, takes place in Matthew's gospel in many ways at, at a time uh, of judgment and rejection. But, but what is surprising is, is this, uh, the judgment and the rejection that is taking place uh, is coming from the people uh, being directed toward God. Uh, rather than from God directing it uh, toward the people. It's coming from the people uh, directing that rejection um, toward God. We, we heard, as Paul wrote to the Thessalonians this morning, for God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live in Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up uh, just uh, as you are doing. Uh, the parable of the talents, we hear of a master who goes on a long journey, who is away for a long time, and of course we hear of his entrusting talents, five to one, two um, to another, and one um, to another. And we see, sadly, the, the repercussions of uh, the third servant who, uh, in his fear, uh, misjudges and misunderstands uh, the character and the nature of the master, who misunderstands the character and the nature of God, and in so doing, uh, lives a life uh, that, that is not free but, but bound, uh, something that is brought upon by himself. Uh, share a story with you now, something that happened uh, while uh, I was a freshman at the Citadel, my, my freshman year, a number of, um, I guess we could call them learning experiences during that time uh, and tenure there. And one of the things about the fourth class system, uh, it, it's uh, designedly harsh. Uh, it, it, uh, it's intended to be that way, and it's one of those things that, that you look to survive. And while you're there, that what they call your knob year, that, that freshman year, there, there are some of the guys um, that are terrors that, that you seek to avoid, certain guys that, that you feared. Uh, and in God's gracious providence, two of the most fearful guys were the guys that lived next door to me, um, Sergeants, um, you know, Shane and, and uh, Toomey. Uh, and there were those guys, again, you saw them, you tried to make a turn and, uh, and go the other direction. I can remember it was late one night, and they called me over into their room, and it was dark, and they began, to, they began to yell at me, get on the corner of the rug, get on the corner of the rug. And so I'm standing there on the corner of the rug, and they continued to scream at me to get on the corner of the rug. Well, as you might guess, I, uh, I was a little rattled, uh, and I started to second-guess my decision a little bit. I thought, well, you know, there's four corners, uh, and I'm on this corner. I mean, maybe I'm supposed to be on the other corner. But at the same time, I thought, you know, it's late. Uh, it's late, and I'm tired. I'm just going to continue to stand. This is a perfectly fine corner. Uh, and, they, and they yelled at me for a few minutes more, and then they said, good. 
<laughs> and I thought, of, I would love for you to flesh that out a little bit, um, you know. Good. And, and they said this. It's funny. It's one of those things. I remember this day. They, they said, good. You need to learn how to decide and execute. They, they said, you're going to get yelled at anyway. Um, so just decide and, and execute. So that's your life lesson for today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Compliments of Sergeants uh, Shane uh, and Toomey. You know, again, kind of funny, but it was one of those things uh, that has uh, resonated with me over the years. And, and the reason is this. As the year goes on, at the end of the year, we have something which is called Recognition Day. Uh, and, and if I'm honest about Recognition Day, it's, it's kind of an alcohol-infused festivus uh, is what Recognition Day is. It's an airing of grievances uh, when you're allowed to call out members of the upper class who had harassed you and you, uh, and you do battle with them, and then afterward you're, you're recognized um, by them. Uh, and, and I share that with you because here's something that I found out. Some of the guys after that first year, once you've been recognized, you think, you know, yeah, they're still not great guys, uh, still not necessarily wild about them. But, but it turns out that, that Shane and Toomey, uh, once we got to know them, they were great guys. Uh, they were honestly great guys. And, and what it was was they were, uh, they were bought in um, to the process. They were honestly uh, in, their, uh, in their understanding and in their best interest. And truly, they were working um, for our well-being. Uh, they wanted the best from us, and, and they challenged us, and they were committed to, um, to the whole, not that I shared their commitment, but anyway, they were committed, and they uh, believed in it. Uh, and so, I, I recognize something about them that I didn't understand before. Uh, and the reason I share that with you is, in the parable, uh, we have a tremendous misunderstanding which is going on. Uh, the master, obviously, uh, symbolic uh, of God and trusting uh, talents um, to His service, and, and He goes off uh, on this long journey. And, and what we see, uh, what we see in this is this wonderful invitation into a relationship. Uh, God gives us this wonderful invitation into a relationship with Him, where He entrusts uh, himself to us in relationship, where he entrusts talents to us. And, and that's something that we can easily misunderstand, I believe. It's something that we can easily run with the wrong way. Because if you're anything like me, when you hear that one received five and one received two and one received one, I start worrying about where I rate. Uh, am I a, a five-star um, talent recipient or am I merely a one uh, or am I a two, which, which is to miss the mark uh, entirely? What, what we're told is this, they're invited to be stewards. They're invited to be uh, in relationship with God, God entrusting to them um, opportunities, God entrusting to them uh, relationships, God involving them, God involving you and me and the coming forth of His kingdom into the world. Uh, as being people who, um, through our relationships, through our faith and relationship with God, that then not merely comes into our lives, but flows out uh, into our relationships with others. Uh, it's this opportunity, it's this freedom um, to know what it is to be in relationship with God, uh, to know what it is to enter into God's service. Uh, and interestingly, as, as we read it, of course, we hear that the one who received five came uh, and returned five um, to the Master in those wonderful words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. And then, of course, similarly, the one with two. But then listen, of course, to what the one to whom the one talent uh, was entrusted comes and says to the master, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed, so I was afraid 
and I went and hid your talent into the ground. And then hear this, here you have what is yours. Sadly, you, you hear the rejection um, in his voice. I knew you were a hard man. I knew you gathered what you didn't deserve. I, I want no part of this, which is in essence to say I want no part of you. Here, take it. Um, I don't want it. It was a burden uh, from the beginning. And interestingly, if you see the response uh, of the master, uh, he says, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I scattered no seed. And if you look, you'll notice that at the end of that sentence is a question mark. Well, we see the master's not agreeing with that assessment of himself. And sadly, what we see happening here is, is the fear. We see the fear of the third servant. We see his distrust of the master. We see his unwillingness um, to engage uh, in life and relationships. That, that, that fear gripped him. That fear um, controlled him. And, and I don't know about you, but that's certainly something uh, that I can relate to um, in my own life. Uh, and, I, and I realize that, that I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not the only person um, here um, this morning that in many ways is allowing um, fears to drive and to control my, my life and my relationships. Uh, and, and as I talk about that, the reality is too, listen, there, there, there are trials and challenges that come that are real. Uh, that's not to dismiss uh, the, the trials. That's not to dismiss the challenges. That's not to dismiss um, the, the hardships. There, there are things that come along in our lives um, which are dawning. Uh, but here's um, the thing is that we do not walk um, through those alone. We do not walk through those alone. And also, uh, the reality is that those are not the final word. And the challenge with fear, when we allow it to be the engine which drives our lives, when uh, it becomes the thing which controls our lives, it, it, it causes us to turn inward rather than to turn outward. Uh, it, it, it causes us um, to hoard. Uh, it causes us to reject. Uh, it causes us to push God and, and, and push others and attempt to keep them uh, at arm's distance and, and, and turn um, inward in our shell. And, and, and rather than being safe, uh, we become less safe uh, in that place. Rather than being secure, we become more um, insecure. Uh, and we see the nature and the character of God is, is not to hang back distant and indifferent from us in those situations in our lives, but we see that He comes forth um, into the world as a shepherd and a savior. Uh, he comes into the world um, to draw us out. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the parable is succinct, and so we hear that the one who had five returned five more. The one with two returned two more. Uh, but, but here's the thing about the Christian life, and, and here is one of the things that I think that often binds us, uh, is we, we project a character on God that's not God's, uh, and we're afraid to make a mistake, uh, as, if, as if God is some uh, divine taskmaster who's waiting for us to slip up, and we think, you know, I better not get it wrong. I better not do um, the wrong thing. I better not make a mistake. I better not say uh, the wrong thing. I, I better uh, invest perfectly, when the reality is uh, I'm absolutely certain uh, that if this parable were fleshed out, if the lives uh, of the stewards were fleshed out, they didn't always make perfect decisions. Uh, they didn't always go about things perfectly. They didn't always have um, the perfect words uh, in their relationships, but they entered into that relationship um, with the master. They, they walked forward in the very imperfect faith uh, that any of us uh, walk forward in in our lives. If you remember 
Paul, in his letter to the Romans in that eighth chapter, uh, speaks wonderfully to this situation. Paul, a man who was uh, for many years driven by a religion of fear, uh, driven by a religion where where God was seen uh, as a judge, where he was seen as uh, required to measure up through all of his uh, efforts and endeavors. Uh, And then, of course, uh, you know the story. God wonderfully intervened in his life on the road to Damascus, and while he was Uh, temporarily disabled, uh, he was permanently changed. Uh, He went from being bound um, to being free, uh, and free in such a way that he wrote to the church in Rome saying, for we did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but we received the spirit of sonship, and and by him we cry, Abba, um, Father. And of course, as you probably are aware, that, that word Abba is a term of closeness. It's a term of endearment. Uh, Paul speaks to the reality that you and I have been adopted as God's sons and daughters, and not merely adopted, but made heirs of all of His promises. And you and I need to pe- are invited to be people who don't have to live in fear, uh, but who know that we have the ability to call upon God as Abba, which is in essence to say, Dad, to be able to call upon Him with that um, type of intimacy. Share one final um, story with you. Uh, Paul and I recently, with family members, uh, were at uh, UAB Hospital, uh, and uh, we had to go in through um, the emergency room, and then from there uh, up, and and Paula was asking me uh, about what it was like when uh, just almost three years ago, and many of you know the story. For those who who do not, we were pedestrians, and and Paula was hit by a hit-and-run driver, and it was uh, was catastrophic, Um, just absolutely um, catastrophic. And she was asking me about it, and and even to this day, it's still… It's one of those things that still chokes us up to this day. And and, and here's, here's the reason. I mean, obviously, uh, there's a certain amount it it it, it chokes you up, and um, because uh, remembering the how frightening um, that that experience was, but but mainly um, we choke up when we're counting it. We choke up when talking about it because it it touches me deeply, and it touches us deeply because it was in that time uh, that that just terrible, terrible time, uh, as, as, as dark and frightening and, and challenging a time uh, as we've ever experienced in this life. But it was in the midst of that time that we overwhelmingly experienced the goodness of God, the graciousness of His character, the way that He sustained and, and cared for us, the way that in the midst of so many unknowns, uh, so many things which were uncertain, we had no idea how it was all going to play out. Uh, no idea how it would all be resolved, no idea what the new life would look like um, following that time. And, and again and again and again, God and His graciousness, God and His care, God and His kindness um, didn't uh, merely uh, sustain us, but, but blessed us uh, in ways that were overwhelming. Uh, and God worked very specifically, very intimately with, with Paul and myself, but He also did it through y'all. Uh, and he also did it through so many others who uh, were glad to share and to use the talents which have been entrusted to them uh, in, in myriad ways which, which helped us, in myriad ways which sustained us uh, through that time, which encouraged us, which blessed us, which uh, strengthened us. And what I hope to be able to share 
with you this morning. What I, what I hope to be able to communicate with you this morning, uh, as we read this parable, we see there's a tragic misunderstanding on the part of the third servant, projecting a character onto God that is not God's. And I want to speak to you and I want to speak to myself this morning to say, uh, don't get sucked in um, by that fear. Don't get sucked in by that fear and, and that projection of a character of God that, that's not God's. Uh, there will be, yes, um, blessings and joys in our lives, challenges and hardships and, uh, and, and times of suffering, and, and yet in the midst of all of that, we have the unmistakable reality of the character and the graciousness of God. Uh, and, and if we doubt it, uh, we look to Jesus, God's Son, uh, who came into the world, who suffered uh, on behalf of you and me, that we, not, that we might not be children of wrath, but that we might be children of God, heirs of His gracious care and keeping uh, of us, that we might ultimately be people who are freed um, in our lives, knowing that God has filled us in such a way that, that it can never be emptied, that we might be free in our ability to walk imperfectly in faith and relationship with God, that we also might be people who are free to walk in faith and in relationship and care um, for one another. People who haven't received a spirit of slavery, but people who have received a spirit uh, of freedom uh, that comes from the gracious character and initiative of God, uh, who is our strength and who is our salvation. And as we hear that this day, let us pray. Heavenly Father, you are more than a way of the many ways in which we often project a, a character on you that's not your own, a character that, that comes from our, our, our fears uh, rather than reality. I pray that you would pour out your Spirit uh, upon all who are gathered here this morning, uh, that you might reveal your true and gracious character to us, uh, and that casting all of our care upon you, casting our, our lives upon you, we might know that freedom it comes in relationship with you and your service, uh, that as you have given to us, we might experience the joy and the freedom of giving. Uh, and these things we ask, these things we offer ourselves, we offer. In the name of your Son, who is Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.